You did not just. <laughs> Welcome to QBT. I'm Maddie Germs. I'm Shawnee. And we are two queer babes talking about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. And today, we're talking about chickens. We're talking about chickens. <laughs> and we are joined by a musical interlude herself, Miss Shanti. Um, so I'm very excited about that. It's going to be a great combo. It's going to be really good. I'm excited for y'all to hear. Let's dive into everything else we do. Be right back. Trying to talk slick, all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> What's up, Slut? How you doing? I'm doing good on this here Sunday. This here Sunday? You know, we had really good, solid, sunny weather. And then today, I was like, I knew it had to break at some point. I know. I blame day. y'all because y'all talked about it on Friday and I told you not to. You jinxed it. I'm going to be honest in that I don't remember that. But if you say so, okay. <laughs> I promise I said this. Yeah. Um, well, okay. How did you enjoy the sun? Oh, I um, I went that? coffee table shopping. I keep buying things for the house an apartment living? that I'm not going to be living in yeah. in six or seven what months, you, but whatever. You got a coffee table? No, I didn't. I went shopping for one, did not find one, um, and then went on like a little adventure to Vancouver. Honestly? Washington, not Canada. Put Spencer on the hunt. They love finding furniture and they always come back to the house with like nice stuff that i would have never had the patience to look for see that's what i'm afraid of though is that spencer will just go by my coffee table and be like this is going to be cute in your place here okay yeah that's fair. that's <laughs> I'd be that like, oh this is cute yeah but i didn't get to pick <laughs> it i didn't get to pick it out yeah that's yeah. fair that's fair yeah um didn't they go just like buy your car yes mm-hmm and a, and a mattress and a bed <laughs> So, no, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, their impulsivity definitely rests on their credit card. So, um, but, you know, we're here. Um, I don't know. I, I wish I had a man buying me a car in a bed. Sorry. I just thought about that. Not because I can't, but because it just would be nice. I mean, I'm, I, I do make a car payment. You know, like I, I don't just, I don't just oh. receive it. Oh, okay. I just didn't pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the short end of the stick? No, I love it. Okay. Right. It's the I car you wanted. I'm someone who's going to make like a decision in like 12 years time. And so I appreciate uh, the opposite spectrum of just like, bam. I feel like oftentimes when we meet in the middle, we make really good decisions together. Good. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yesterday, oh, I'm house sitting, and this is like the fourth time I've said this on this podcast today. <laughs> but it's the beginning now, so you don't know that. So anyway, time travel. Um, but I'm like walking distance to some friends that I haven't seen since like I don't know, like September, maybe even. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Actually, there was this accidental kind of like uh, not election day, but the day like a week and a half later when they finally announced. Mm-hmm. Um. Where there was like this sort of accidental kind of backyard mini party thing. And like they came to that. I haven't seen them since, I guess, November, beginning of November. Okay. Um, but they're a few blocks away. And I was able to hop on over there. They had a fire last night. It was really oh, cute. cute. Um, good to see them. Um, I guess we can g- go ahead and move into it. The inauguration. Did you watch anything? Do you care? No, I did not watch the inauguration. So you didn't hear see JLo me. saying? You didn't hear Gaga? No, I just, I did not care. <laughs> I, that's honestly a little fair. I, I watched things after they happened. I did not watch them live. Yeah. I wasn't that concerned. Um, it felt like a 
a parade for something that I'm not that excited for. Like, um, I'm more excited about, like, Biden and Kamala's, like, speeches within their presidency. Like, okay, sure. their State of the Unions, their, like, actual legislation sort of announcements and things like that. Inauguration speeches are, like, whatever. You're going to, like, say inspirational things that make us Unity. all feel good in that moment. But, like, what you actually about to do? Sure. I think that's totally valid. Yeah. I feel some of those things similarly. I also, though, checked out the musical stuff. J-Lo sang and then at the end was like, let's get loud, like singing one of her own songs. Mm-hmm. Like it was very, um, it was kind of wild. She didn't wear the um, green dress, thank God. Thank you. Aww. Giving that thing a break. No, do not aw. She has worn that thing like as if it's the only thing she's ever worn or had. <laughs> like it's a uniform. Yeah, I guess. Um, Gaga sang beautifully i guess not I mean, surprised it was like okay that makes sense she sang, up. she sang great i guess you know katie uh, perry katie perry okay i will say that i did watch that i do know about randomly because of you okay only because i watched it on my <laughs> phone and i was like this is wild i it does kind of feel like a career defining moment for her though she's like singing at the inauguration and all white see all white really singing you yeah. can tell she's like trying really hard which is most good about it um and there's this moment where she slow pans to like Give her arm out to the Washington Monument and then fireworks. Literally, Washington she's is crescendoing set on fire. into hope. And, <laughs> and then also the same day that we rejoin the Paris Climate Accords, we fill the skies with the most fireworks yeah. that DC has seen in ages. And like so much so that the smoke was covering the fireworks. Like you couldn't it, even see the yeah, it was at just, the end you couldn't see the finale. It just felt like bombs would be going off. And then I liked to think about the idea of Kitty Perry being a terrorist. Like <laughs> <laughs> Which is like not like that funny, but it's just like no, if is. the album wasn't enough, it now is. she's bombing the Capitol. <laughs> I guess like insurrection isn't that funny when it actually happened by like a, literally watching. a week ago. Also, watching all of those people kind of get like arrested over this week has been a good, uh, a good, it's a feel good moment. Too. Yes, um, and it was really beautiful for the very young poet laureate Amanda Gorman's "The Hill We Climb." I don't know if I'm like, you know, fully on board with all of the sentiments, but to see yeah. that being celebrated um, on that stage, I think it was cute. I, I agree. I don't really care that much about. About the inauguration in and of itself, I do find the sort of like cultural pop culture yeah, moment around the it very funny. It um, Music. Um, I actually have not been, I don't think there was anything new that really came out this week that I cared about. The only thing that I listened to was um, what Nogen sent us, um, the song called Girls by Veta Bourne. Mm. Um, it's very cute. We'll add it to the Spotify playlist, playlist yeah. which just got released last week. Um, Continue to check it out, even though we're only adding one song this week. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll, we'll always add things to it. Don't right. you worry. But the the Girls by Veta Bourne song, um, it feels a little unassuming, but it definitely has that energy of like a kind of like... Um, it has a driving energy. Mm. Uh, and I meant that as like a verb, but I also am thinking about like just when you're on a drive or like or like getting ready, ready oh, putting on makeup it. kind okay. of thing. Like but like it's motivating? Yeah, I feel okay. like it. So I mean I think it's about like love or lost love or like, you know, like girls being distracted or whatever. I feel like it's a queer artist. I think it's like a woman singing about other women. Um or girls rather. Um but I don't know. It's cute. It's cute. What are we watching this week? Oh, you didn't want to talk about the Rosalia Billie Eilish collaboration that I didn't need in my life? <laughs> that nobody needed in their lives. <laughs> um I'm gonna be honest, which I think 
um, you will feel this way too when you watch it. But when you watch the Euphoria episode that it is within, mm-hmm. it works. Okay. A uh, single with a video, it does not make any sense at all okay. because it doesn't go anywhere. There's no, there's no ups and downs. It comes in on a note and it stays, stays on there. that note. Yeah. Um, it felt like a waste of a Rosalia moment in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like if Billie Eilish is going to collab with Rosalia, I like, I need it. I just don't know why you would do a like Spanish language song if not to like rake in the money. And I cannot imagine this no. raking in money. Well, that's what's interesting about it is it's like. Which it, I don't think is right, by the way. I just think that's what white artists do when no. they collab with someone. Well, like and Rosalia. I mean, same for global artists sometimes. Like they're very much so. They might be like a hit globally, but not have really crossed over yet in America, which is where you need to cross over to really, really be like a star, allegedly. Click, um, click, click, paparazzi, click, 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 click. So, I mean, it's, I agree. It felt like this collaboration that was supposed to be a win-win for both of them, where, like, okay, Billie Eilish is tying herself to, like, a person of color, which is supposed to give you street cred in some way, shape, sure. or form. And then Rosalia's tying herself to this, like, massive U.S. pop star to help achieve sort of crossover fame. Unfortunately, the song is a snooze so and does not make story. any sense not because like I don't know Spanish like conversationally, but literally I'm just like I don't get why this song needed to happen, yeah. and I definitely don't get why the video looks the way that it does. I think <laughs> it's a beautifully shot video, but it's just it's 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 boring. I think um, we'll talk about this next week. So if you haven't seen Euphoria, the Jules episode, we'll talk about it next week because Shawnee needs to I watch have not it too. Watched it, yeah. um, but within that context, it works. It doesn't really work outside of that. Um, I did you ever watch Seventh Heaven? Yeah, Jessica Biel. And uh, that one guy who had child pornography. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, super Christian man. Yeah. But, yeah. Very sad, especially when, like, the show is, like, all about children. It's just, like, it's not it's a good look. Not a good look at Not all. a good look. Um, hard Did to revisit. Die? Okay, anyways. Did he die? I think he might have killed himself. I don't oh. know. Let me... I'm going to do some research. You go ahead. Uh, okay. Uh, well, Jessica Biel, who I think, like, since... Had a baby recently. Summer Catch... What is that the movie she did with Jimmy Fallon? Summer Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch. Summer Fever. Something or is that the f- one with Drew Barrymore? Mm, you bring up a good point. <laughs> Those were two. Those, there was two movies. baseball movies that came oh. out around the same time. Wow. That were wow. sort of romantic comedies. Um, Jessica Biel is in one of them. Anyway, what I'm saying is since then, I don't really know what she's been in acting wise, other than being Justin Timberlake's wife, um, which is like not. I'm sure that's a good gig. Oh, but. No, he's still alive. Sorry. Okay, good. He's just forgotten. We killed him, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. Anyway, Jessica Biel is in this show called The Sinner. What? What? Okay, sorry. I've now Shawnee's face was... His name is Stephen Collins, and I've now just gone down a quick rabbit hole. And he was married, or maybe is still... Oh, no. In July 2019, he married Jenny Nagal, Nagel, a German woman 40 years his junior. Oh, Gross. No. And he's 73. So she's, what, 30? So he gets accused of college college porn, child pornography. And then marries somebody. Okay. Is he living in the States? Yeah, he's in... Um, where he at? Iowa. Uh, okay. He moved to Iowa. Well, when I'm... Where he currently lives in seclusion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, good for her because fuck Stephen Collins. That's my that's my takeaway from that. Yeah. Um, okay, back to... Jessica Biel's mm-hmm. in the show called The Center. Evidently, it's on 
a third season is about to come out. It yeah. was on USA. USA. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I had never heard of the show. Oh, I never. It got like a. It was like a big deal because she was like back on television. Okay. So you're telling me this, and I'm <laughs> telling the listeners that if it's if it's something new and it was brand new to me, but I just finished watching it. Um, I will say that it gives me inspired by True Detective vibes. It like it mm-hmm. wants to give you prestige television. Yeah, but it's and, a USA show. But it's a USA show. I will say that the budget works. I've never been a USA so like Psych, Monk, all of that. I've Burn never noticed. No, I've never watched any of those. White or if collar. I've watched them, I've been like, this sucks. Mm. I, they're same. Uh, none of those shows. I've never really got into a USA show. This show does mostly work. the <clears throat> The main older guy who's the cop, his acting is extra for me. I do not get it. Jessica Biel is giving hyper traumatized woman so it's kind of a flat effect which i think works for her yeah for her not that she can't do more things but to come back to television just staring into a camera blankly with yeah. her gorgeous she still looks gorgeous by the way oh no she looks this great. was maybe filmed four two years, years ago or four oh, whatever three, I, don't four, know, I, don't I don't know i don't know i guess it's on season three so who knows she's like she like murders somebody right and, and no one knows why and nobody knows why yeah and she's even like yeah i did it but like i sure i don't know so like episode one this murder happens and you're like, what the heck? She's a mom. She's got a little baby. She looks a little distracted, but you know, like she's okay. And then as the episodes go on, it starts to like f- fill out how exactly did you scratch Jillian? And she scratched the floor. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it, it starts to fill out like what exactly led to that over the course of eight episodes. I think this show also has like a new, case every mm-hmm. yeah, thing so anthology I, ha- I, I guess the second season is about a little boy who kills his parents mm-hmm. i think um I, it's weird i know all this stuff but have never watched the show i, I like mean, i know all these plot lines and i'm oh, like i've never watched the show once but i know people love it i it all is brand new to me and it, the the jessica beale one i would not say it's great but if you like crimey kind of stuff at mm-hmm. all and you miss mary from seventh heaven and her basketball shorts it might be a good dive. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. It's eight episodes, and that episode seven honestly really shook me. Like, there's a... It's not a spoiler. Uh, there is a moment where someone's chest cavity, like, falls in and, like, breaks. And there's a really good Foley artist who, like, makes it sound like it's happening next to you. No. That I was shocked by. No. I was... This show kind of lulls you into like a sort of court procedural thing. And then it like flashes back and some crazy shit happens. And I was really, I was scared last night. I had to call Spencer because he wasn't here and I was housing <laughs> And I was like, hey, babes, um, sorry, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, scared. <laughs> I'm scared. You know what scared me? Nor? That white man. Oh, wait. Nope. That's a spoiler. I watched Promising Young Woman last night per your recommendation. Okay. And they're like towards the end, like the final... It happens around, like, when there's 20 minutes left in the movie. Well, we just say, okay, so we'll, There's, like, a murder that happens. Go 30 seconds forward, um, if you're listening, I promise you. Yeah, so I'm going to just give a spoiler fast forward if you have interest in this film. Hey, so this, (laughs) I don't know, this is what happened. (laughs) This white man murdered this woman by, like, suffocating her with a pillow, and they just stuck with it for like five minutes like while he watched like when you watch her sort of struggle to breathe and then eventually die and i was shook to my core that murder is it is very intense and it's also okay so promising young woman i want to get out of the gate i understand how there's going to be a lot of 
mixed up feelings when you watch it. Mm-hmm. I think that there's something mixed up around this idea of like essentially creating a scenario for these men to like t- entrapment, <laughs> you know, like and sort of also like inviting violence mm-hmm. and like getting to this like sort of borderline of rape or sexual assault to then be like, gotcha. Like, yeah, there's definitely something there that feels really icky. Mm hmm. I also feel really, really strange around one of the tonal... This movie, the tone of it is kind of all over the place. Everywhere. It's It starts out as like a revenge. You think it's going to be like an atomic blonde or like a Kill Bill kind of thing. Yeah. Of like this woman whose friend has experienced sexual assault that obviously something bad happens. And so she's sort of de- dedicated her life to going out on the weekends, pretending she's drunk, going home with them. And then when they start something, she's like you should be ashamed of yourself, essentially, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, do we ever even figure out what happens to, um, Adam Brody at the beginning? No. Cause I think, I think the idea is that she's scaring them into like into not doing this again. So it's yeah. not necessarily murder. It's yeah. often like, but it seems like that at first, it seems to like that at first about like the tonal shifts. Like I was like, Oh, she's just like going out and murdering these right. guys, which I think is great. Yeah. <laughs> but no. And, and I think that since I saw the trailer, a year and some change ago, I've been really excited about it. That's what I thought I was going to get. So I like made my chicken nuggets, my vegan chicken nuggets. And like, I got like super stone and I was like revenge movie. And then this movie happened. I love that. Um, within that tonal shift, it defies expectation. You know what I mean? Um, this woman makes a lot of bad choices and I like that it allows her to make bad choices and it frames them as bad choices, not just like, yeah, not just like as the audience absorbing it as bad choices. But um, the tonal shift that bothers me a little bit is when she starts dating the guy and then sort of life becomes better. Oh, that yeah. is the one thing in the There's movie. It's like a montage. And it's not even just the montage. To Pierce Hilton's The Stars Are Blind. Which I loved. That was great. I <laughs> loved that. That was like, th- there's... It, it, I'm not bothered by the fact that she was falling in love. I'm not bothered by the fact that there's aspects of the parental relationship that are kind of, quote, getting better. What I'm bothered by is that this movie is building a narrative around, like, the evil of men, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then while it doesn't work out in the end in these various ways, the sort of thing that saves her is this romantic relationship. Because the the idea essentially is is if she didn't find out what she found out about him... Her life would have been great. Mm. And that pisses me off. Mm. And I know the movie has another hour to it that like sort of counters that thing. And I know it's a little bit of a setup to make you feel. But even within that moment, I just remember being so mad. And I was like talking to Spencer. I was like, I cannot believe they're doing this. Like, I am so upset that like, I'm not upset she's in love. I'm upset that that is solving her problems. Right. And then the rest of the movie happens. And that's not exactly how it ends up. But, um... It's the soundtrack is great. The acting is phenomenal. Carrie yeah. Mulligan really just delivers this. And she's like not in makeup a lot of it too. Yeah. Like she's just really, she's beautiful. Or in like and bad like, makeup. Like purposely bad kind of. I mean, makeup. it's very like maybe like bare minerals or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you liked it though. I'm, I'm glad that. Uh, I, like it. I, I know it's a $20 rental, but. I, I was, yeah, I thought 10 minutes in, I was like, okay, I think. I did not waste my money on this movie. Okay, good. And by I'm the end, I was like, nope, it was not a waste of my money at all. Like, I liked it. Connie Britton is in it, who I love in just about anything. Oh, that scene was so that good. That scene was great. Um, I was, 
I had smoked before watching it. And I think that scene is when I, it like sort of snapped me out of my high. I was yeah. like, oh, this is intense. Like, yeah. is she actually, did she actually do this thing? With this the girl's brunch daughter? with Alison Brie, where I like she's just getting scene. wasted and she's like, by the way, you fucking suck or whatever. I mean, yeah. she doesn't say that, but she says that. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I'm glad that you really liked it. I think that that director or is gorgeous. story writer, I think it's her first movie. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. In some ways, feels like a little bit of biting off a little more than you can chew. There's a lot of messages. There's a lot of tones yeah. in it. I feel like it could have been 10 minutes shorter. And while those are my critiques, I really liked that movie. I honestly can't wait for it to either be free or be like $3 to watch it again. Yeah. I, I really liked it. I also feel like it's going to be one of those movies that... um. Well, I'm not gonna say it's gonna it's going to be a cult classic, but I can definitely see it being a movie that has like legs that sort of as it goes on through the years, people yeah. like tune into or like plug into a little bit more. Whether that's because it does have some scenes that I'm like, this is a drama, but it's also a little campy. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, and it knows that it's like being a bit much sometimes. Right. So I don't know. I'm excited to see how people engage with it as it becomes yeah. more available. I definitely feel like if it had just been a theater movie and things would have been different, it would have been part of everyone's cultural conversation. Oh, absolutely. But because it's not just put on a streaming platform, you're still having to pay to watch it. Yeah, there's a barrier. But I am, I imagine if it ever gets on just Prime Regular or a Netflix deal, I think that people are going to really talk about it. Yeah. I, I think it's just, I don't know, different from something like Tenant, where I don't really care about that type of movie, whether it does well or not. I'm really waiting on that to just like or, be free. Or even Wonder Woman. Like any of these things that are just like blockbusters that are probably going to yeah. do well, whatever. Or King Kong versus Godzilla. Okay, sure. Like <laughs> those things will do what they do. I I do sort of quote feel bad in like my, these baby ways for a film that really is doing something brave. And by brave, I just mean it does not feel like something I've seen before exactly. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of getting lost in the pandemic. I yeah. hope that it I hope it gets a second life is essentially what I I'm agree. saying. Um there's also this new show Flack on Amazon Prime that stars Anna Paquin and she's like a PR person for celebrities. So and I think it takes place in London. So it's like Oh, is that what is it, that show is about? Yes, I I don't okay. know what I thought that show was about. I don't know what I, I thought like, it was. The description like it offers is terrible. <laughs> It took me watching the first episode to be like, oh, I want to watch this. Okay. All the descriptions, all the promo for it, all the uh, like uh, stills, the like, mo- like yeah. it's ugly. It's not inviting, but I'm just letting you know, give Flack a chance. I've watched two and a half episodes. I liked it. I will do that. Um, what else we got for the rest of this week? I just want to say Chloe Bailey, Bailey, Chloe Bailey, one half of um, Chloe and Hallie. Yes. <laughs> Girl, she is rebranding <laughs> as just, body. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I. She's like, I'm detaching get enough myself. Of it. I think that this is happening because Disney, because Ariel is coming up, yeah. and they can't both collectively move into the sort of sexy phase. So they have to create separate Instagrams. Yeah. So she can always be like, "That's my sister. That's not me." Right. But as Chloe and Hallie as a project, there's going to be. I love it. A level of, you know. It also is going to start this sort of, and we all know what's going to happen because any group does not stick together for forever, even if you're related. Um, Well, some do. But anyways, I feel like at some point we are going to get a 
you know, just like separate albums from them or separate sort of tracks in life. And this is, I think, a nice way of tiptoeing into that without it being like what used to happen, which is just like this big announcement. So-and-so has left the group. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. I don't think they're going to completely separate, but I can definitely see them doing their own things, coming back and doing albums together. But when they're not like doing promo for an album, very much so just like living their own lives because they're not twins. Like they are different in age, I think. And like. I think just that cheerly alone means that like there's different things they've experienced. In yeah. Life. Um, fully. I agree with that. I think actually though, versus them kind of like putting out their own music, I think what's going to happen is in terms of them performing as a pop thing, I don't think we're going to see separate stuff. I think it'll always be Chloe and Hallie. What I think is that Chloe will produce for other people. Yes. I think, I saw a live where she was like, I'd love to work for with Brie Runway. I'd right. love to like, right. which is like, I see that. Like, and she talked about how much she appreciated, um, who was she talking about? Uh, oh, she was talking about Imogen Heap and she was talking about Grimes and she was like, those women like write, produce, mix, perform all of, and it's all from them. Yeah. And I think that that's what Chloe is. She's in a full powerhouse. I do think vocally it really, I don't know what, how strong it could be as a singular thing. So I think if she works right. with someone and produces tracks for people, she can make that bank without having to do the backbreaking shit of performing in her tennis yeah. court all year. So that's what I meant. I meant that they're going to do their own things in terms of like Hallie has a different Actress? range. Well, she has a different range as well from oh. Chloe. So I mean, I could definitely see Hallie being like featured on other people's tracks yes. as like the singer. Um, or who knows, maybe um chloe is like producing something for somebody and hallie is singing on that along yeah. with like another artist and there's still chloe and hallie who knows how it's gonna look but i i meant that like yeah. i think i definitely see chloe going more the production route hallie staying maybe more with acting and like singing and being that sort of face yeah but they'll always be putting out like music together in yeah. some way shape or form yeah she's busting it on tiktok she's she looking great busted it on tiktok and i loved it there's like that trend happening where it's like getting hot in here and then it transitions into bust it but and hers was just it was great it was, it was like great. a perfect shining she, example she of how transition. that should be done yeah, yeah. it looks really good um and i mean i don't really know much about this person other than like i just know lemon's performance of them okay yeah but jojo siwa came out um I mean, say what you want about this person being this sort of like glitter bomb of a human being, but that level of positivity for fi- for kids, I think is always good. That level of rainbow for kids is always good. And like this woman like owns Walmart right now. Like imagine when we were kids and like Mary Kate and Ashley was everywhere oh, yeah. or right after us too, Miley Cyrus owned Walmart for a little bit too. It's just like, you can't walk in there. And I mean, I don't know why you would go to Walmart, but if you do, um, Joja Siwa is everywhere, everywhere and she's out. So like these kids now have this 17 or 18 year old like out person that is extremely successful. And so popular. And I'm, and also I'm sure because she's had this wholesome thing about her, I'm sure that there's plenty of, you know, Christian moms out there who are pissed. Oh yeah. Whose kids at rooms are decorated all over with jojo siwa they're just like what the fuck am i supposed to do i'm sure walmart right now is like fuck (laughs) i think i think a smart move for them i think a smart move for them would be to continue with it though i think that different than what deal did miley lose oh she lost the walmart deer when she had those photos coming out of her smoking a bong Mm -hmm. they fired her and like got rid of all that stuff 
I think if they pull that now with Joe Joe Siwa. coming out, no. I, that would. Oh my god! <laughs> For some reason, I thought you forgot her last name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Miss uh, Miss Siwa. Yeah. Oh, that lemon performance is really cute. I mean, that energy is a little bit scary to me. Like her hyper positivity, her TikToks, like of the throwing her body around. I mean, she's honestly a good dancer. It's just masked under like yeah. a tight ponytail. I will say that these coming out rumors have happened since she did that one TikTok where she let her hair down and dyed it brown. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And she looked... I mean, she looked gay. Like She just looked like a lesbian. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She like, you know, she turns around from the ponytail and it's just like a half little thing to the side, plain face. And you're like, oh, you're gay, baby. Okay, thanks. Like, that was enough. That was what, seven months ago or something? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. um, I don't know. I think it's cute. I... Even if I don't have anything to pick up off of it, I think that that's good for the culture. Good for, yeah, good for her. We always appreciate somebody coming out. For sure. Um, before we go it? into the work, oh. let's just acknowledge Larry King died. Oh, right. Um, big, huge, iconic, cultural journalist, I will say. Um, great interviewer. I feel like Larry King was old, real old when I was born and like was watching him on CNN. So he's like for us, like a Betty White. He's just like always been old. Yeah. So, I mean, don't know him like that. Just know yeah. that he's like been around my entire life doing great interviews. Um, can't say he's had like a huge impact on like me individually as a person, but mad respect to that man. Truly. Um, fuck Piers Morgan for all, a lot of reasons, but <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I haven't heard that name in. Years. I know exactly. I'm sorry to do it to you, but one of the things that happened was I found out that Larry King died because I saw a Pierce Morgan tweet that was going around where he basically was like, "This man, I used to respect this man and all of his like interviewing skills and how great he was at his job as a broadcaster, but he trash talked me once my show slot took over and said I wasn't talented, so we had a weird relationship, but he was great." And it was like, first of all, that. I bet everyone forgot him saying anything about you. So why would you remind us that Larry King thinks you suck? Yeah. Because we, we already also think, think we, that. We think that too. It was such a weird thing. So again, more mad respect <laughs> to yeah. Larry King. Truly. Um, well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Shanti Darling about creativity and the pandemic and shadow work and wellness. And it's a beautiful conversation. Excited for you to hear it. Yeah. Take now, it away, now Shanti. Go to, <laughs> now go listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> bow, bow. Howdy, friends. Just a quick update about the Zoom call. The beginning, we had some audio issues, but we stopped. We fixed it. We learned. We did better. And the second half is a lot better. So stick with it because there's some nuggets of truth in here. Bye. Okay, we are back, and you just heard our guest, who is here with us today, Shanti. You hear him every episode. Hi. Of Shanti Darling fame, has decided to join us to talk about all sorts of things I'm very excited about. Um, but first and foremost, I thank you every episode, but I get a chance to thank you to your face. Thank you oh so gosh. much for letting us use your music. It is the perfect carrier from segment to segment. I get to do a little groove. I get to reminisce, hold mm-hmm. some nostalgia. <laughs> I love it. Somebody literally just said the other day that like they love the little um, intermission music. So That's I was like, very, Shanti. <laughs> it always makes me very happy to hear that, you know, anyone enjoys the things that you make. So I really appreciate it. And it's 
it's my privilege, honestly. So thank hey. you. Um, well, we're delighted you're here. Um, let's get it started how we always get it started. Shanti, tell us what identities are important to you and help shape how you come into this world. Um, you know what? It's funny that you should ask that because if I was telling somebody well, why yesterday, didn't you laugh? Um, in a passing conversation you know we we're talking kind of about identity and i was like i feel like the only thing that i have to do in this world is you know be black you know be queer and uh, be creative those are, like mm-hmm. the things i was born with <laughs> and the things that propel me like every day um and just things that i can't help you know they're just like so deeply ingrained as a part of my identity that they impact every part of my life so Mm -hmm. that's it i understand the blackness and queerness when you say creative is something that you're born with how how is that something that you know um and i guess that's like that is broad because everybody's creative you know and some sure but not everyone identifies as creative Right. I, yeah, that would be the thing. Everybody <laughs> identifies as creative, and um, I most definitely do. And it's very, very important to me to have access to that and to have it be kind of at the forefront of my life, um, you know, kind of all the time. You know, that's how I like to, like, make my coin. That's how I like to kind of move through the world. Like, it's important to me to be expressive and to bring people together at different points within uh, that creative framework. It's kind of how I best communicate with people, I think, because Mm. I'm kind of awkward as fuck otherwise. (laughs) So, you know, you have to have some kind of way to uh, connect with people that's important to have, to be able to communicate with people uh, and really bring that connection. And that's how I best communicated that makes a lot of sense to me i don't think i've ever heard you say that we've had lots of conversations and i how did you mean uh i don't know faggotry i don't know (laughs) what you call me (laughs) oh what i am um i don't know i mean you have been working in nightlight stuff that i was attending and then i don't know afters and i feel like i feel like afters stuff is where we started getting closer but i feel like i've known you totally. since i moved here i don't know if you knew me but i feel like <laughs> i knew you since i moved here yes i feel like i've known you quite a long time we were point. neighbors yeah we were neighbors at a point too and yeah it's definitely like one of those things where we see each other at all of these different kind of social function levels but have gradually settled into like what our friendship is and that's been really cute mm-hmm. um but yeah like always been a part of nightlife um that's been a huge part of how i've made my living as an adult like since yeah. i was 18 and sneaking into like you know raves and clubs and stuff <laughs> uh <laughs> up until now i just 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 been a big part of my life because um it's it is that point of communication release, like I was talking about before, uh, in the queer community, especially, you know, we really need those places to kind of diverge, whereas they're built into like the straight heteronormative society so much. So, you know, I feel like nightlife is super important to our community because it gives us the illusion of a safe space a lot of times to like mm-hmm. really come together and be together 
and be absolutely who we are and all of that. So. I um, love the phrasing of illusion <laughs> within that. Um, <laughs> the like subtle shade of that is amazing. Um, I, it's everything, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's perception is everything, and even mm. if it, whether it's real or not, I feel like you know it's still important to have that illusion and feel like even for a time, even though anything could happen, and it has happened, and we've seen that, you know, so many times, yet we still go back to those spaces and, like, continue to do the same thing and operate in a typically, you know, what you would assume to be, like, an, you can you can righteously assume to be an unsafe situation a lot of the time with, like, the society that we live in and has been even more so in the past four years, you know. Mm. What form of... How does your creativity manifest itself in nightlife? Um, I mean, I think our listeners obviously hear your music every episode. Right. But does it, you know, does it take the form of music? Are you designing flyers for like parties? Are you, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do all of those things. I do uh, artwork. I do performance. I do curation. I DJ. Um, so. Yeah, I I do all of that all of that stuff, and I'm typically a part of any one of those things at any given time. Um, whether they're events that I head myself, or whether I'm working with within a co- community of uh, promoters and you know queer nightlife presenters and such, like you know all all over, our network is pretty tight. So you know whether it's here or elsewhere, like we all kind of know each other. So. Mm-hmm. And there's like always the obligation to wear so many hats in order to do the thing that you want to do. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like you definitely are kind of pulled into all of those directions, no matter where you want to be or not. So. Exactly, exactly. Um, when you're thinking, or when you were offering this idea of perception is everything, I was thinking back to our text messages that we were offering each other about like what we might bring to this conversation today. Um, and what you were offering me was this like, oh, excuse me, I have some gas. Um, <laughs> what you were offering, what you were offering me. Perfect. Perfect. going to give you indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> In trouble, indigestion. Um, no, uh, this idea of the kind of like perception of wellness and like mm-hmm. then how the perception of wellness which can mean so many things to different people across class across race right um and then there's this constant striving to whatever that perception is that can really fuck with us and i that's the tie-in i want you to hear me i want to hear you talk about it okay i mean i love that tie-in that was tied in a very pretty bow (laughs) we love to transition Um, maddie's very good at (laughs) but see if i can uh, keep holding that standard (laughs) Um, my sun lamp just went off like right as you were making that transition i had to turn it back on are you depressed Um, now you, I mean, the weather, like, <laughs> that who isn't de- depressed, though? Like, hey, hey. <laughs> okay. I, I if you aren't, I don't trust someone. you. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing something wrong if you're not depressed. Seriously. <laughs> I think that ties into what we're talking about because, like, everybody does, everybody has their shit, you know, and we're all, like, kind of trapped on this hamster wheel, right? And so um, having, like, a perception of wellness or not or the general sense of being unwell is something that we contend with and have to fight with and battle all the time. So 
I've been in like hot pursuit of my own personal wellness, um, probably really in like the last few years, but definitely, you know, since we've all had to like sit with ourselves so like hard and long recently and shit, Shanti, she's getting on my, my nerves a lot of the time. Like, <laughs> I be with her in the same room. You ready <laughs> so to much out? Yes, there's no distractions. <laughs> there's like no, you know, none of the things that really kind of keep us from really delving deep and doing all of that shadow work and whatnot. Mm. Um, you know, we haven't had those distractions. So it's, I feel like I've had the conversation a lot lately about, you know, what it is that you can bring to this time and what people are like bringing out well, as we seem to be kind of headed out of this period, um, what they've learned and what they are taking away from it. And a lot of it has to do with that. I feel like we were finally kind of sat down on this with this big pause button. And it's obviously it's annoying as fuck to see people like, uh, I love quarantine. Yay. Right. Oh my God. This is like the best thing ever. Right. Um, I've been on that. I've been on the complete opposite of it. Like the shit is just, you know, uh, a really exaggerated version of like what you're going to deal with in the day to day. Everything is more amplified, but I have come out of it with some uh, great tools, I think, and being able to sit down with myself and focus on all of the things that I've been kind of ignoring in my health, mm-hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally, all of those things and developing uh, healthy ways to deal with them um, and developing a better relationship with with my relationship to wellness um, and the way I talk to myself in general and like about that um, has been paramount, I would say, and uh, living a happier life. Um, so I'm really grateful for the break that we've had and I've really just been kind of digging really deep mm-hmm. into that, seeing what that means, seeing the different areas in which I can affect that in my life and having those conversations with other people um, so that we're all kind of, you know, making the best of the situation and kind of seeing some growth and holding each other in that, you know. In that way. Yeah. I love that yeah. you brought up shadow work because <clears throat> One of the words for, oh my God, one of the words for me uh, for 2021 was like shadow, which for me means like digging a little bit more into that side of me and, you know, doing the work. So I guess I'm interested in what does shadow work look like for you and how does it sort of tie into your creativity? Huh, that is very interesting. Um, You know, like being... uh, someone that has to communicate in that way and so frequently uh and with that being like the lens in which most people see me too yeah that's like been a huge part in which a huge part of a of kind of redefining my creativity this year in my relationship to it and uh that for me has looked like well the things that I've been doing, I guess I should start with, uh, that I would consider shadow work, um, not to get like super, super personal, but like, you know, 
well, to get super, super personal, I guess. However personal uh, you want to get. Yeah. Your level of <laughs> to, to get super personal. Yeah. No one's here, uh, just us. Just us girls. <laughs> I started therapy this year. Um, it was like a huge thing for me. Cute. Um, uh, first time that has stuck like around. You know, I think I was like finally Same. ready to like yeah. do that work. Um, luckily I found like a really amazing uh black and indigenous therapist who's like fucking amazing here in yes. Portland. And she like specializes in uh queer people too. So it's just like check. We check, got the same check. therapist. Hold on, let me stop. Check, check. <laughs> Do we? we uh, offline you can compare notes. Can it out. <laughs> <laughs> we probably do. So I got small. you know what? I have not been able to find another therapist that checked those boxes here. You know how hard <laughs> that is. I was like, can I talk to like a white woman right now? I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's been great. Um, and then the things that we've been dealing with, there's just, you know, w- with shadow work, it's like those underlying unaddressed things, you know, and uh, I feel like it's opened me up a lot more to like being just more honest about where I am what's important to me, like changing all of those relationships. I put like a lot of my, previously I put a lot of my focus uh, on uh, like how I present to other people because that's Mm -hmm. like pretty much all I did was like presenting to other people without even realizing exactly how distracted I was from, Mm -hmm. you know, really focusing on some major issues that have like affected my life for forever you know and um dealing with uh mental illness like uh bipolar disorder diagnosis bipolar disorder adhd have some ocd issues um amongst other things is that all stuff that happened this year i mean not i mean not um i assume it has like plagued you or like been something in all of your life but like this year mm -hmm. was when there was a lot of that naming that happened Yes, half that's, of it. That's half um, it. that's big. That's that's yeah. a lot for a a pandemic. You know, that's a, a huge. It's been a huge amount of work for the pandemic, but it's and it's been hard and devastating at times. But mm. also, it's been so. I don't think I have been happier like ever. Too, as, as someone like, who knows you, that um, makes me deeply happy to hear you say that. Yeah, as somebody that that knows you on a very surface level, that also. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happier than she is, though. (laughs) I love that. Um, You know, shit. Sometimes it's easier for me to be happy on the surface level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's another episode. (laughs) That's another episode. The hateration and the holleration in your yes, head. Yes, ma'am. The um, holleration. <laughs> <laughs> um, but doing that work has like affected my relationship with creativity because I realized that I had lost my connection to my creativity. That wasn't mine anymore. And it's such a huge part of me that it was like just really devastating to figure that out. You know, like it was personally heartbreaking to myself to go through that moment 
and to like really just kind of question everything you've been doing mm -hmm. you know and why and like all of those things um and it was through all of that work that i realized that as an artist that major money do makes your money doing that sometimes it's easy to get wrapped up in the pursuit of literally creating to like you know pay your bills and eat. to pay other people because yeah. <laughs> they gotta eat too you know like yeah. so you get wrapped up in that cycle and you kind of lose why you're doing it in the first place and it's an easy place to get caught up in and I think it like uh going in that cycle of like you know just living to feed the beast you know like you 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 end up doing like things that are like more hollow. They don't mean as much. Mm -hmm. You're caught up on the hamster wheel of just, you know, your day to day. And I just lost like all the soul really in my like creativity and as mm -hmm. to why, why I was doing it. So it's really put that back into focus for me, why I do the things that I do mm -hmm. and reconnecting in that way has been really healing to me because I've realized that, you know, above all like as an artist your gifts are yours first you know and they're there to lift and cheer you first they're there mm. to be reflective of you first they're there for you to you know hold hold yourself up and examine yourself and examine the plight of your community for you and when people connect to it that's an added bonus and you know that's the beautiful part about it but you can't lose sight of that you your creativity is for you and if you're not doing the things if it's not serving your own healing then I don't feel like it's going to do the work that it needs to do or be as potent as it needs to be mm -hmm. um, when you're putting it out there for other people to react to mm -hmm. so that's been huge for me um I'm I'm hearing that creativity is a spiritual practice it totally is. I love that. Come on, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch out. Um, <laughs> no, absolutely. Creativity is a spiritual practice. And uh, to someone who's never thought about that, can you explain what that might mean? Mm -hmm. um, sure. Let me try. Um, creativity in the sense of like my praxis is... You know, my, my forms are often musical, uh, but also like visual uh, elements. But when I'm doing that, a lot of the times I've always, my intention has always been to like lift other people uh, and to, you know, make them feel better about like what's going on in our world, um, what's going on on like a across the board like of general human consciousness what's like really in our like mind collective mind right now you know i think that's like always what your goal is as an artist but if that's like your focus if you're focused on that you're skipping ahead uh -huh. you have to like do the work when you're make making creating art and art as a spiritual practice you have to like really be connecting to your own healing within that yes. figuring out why figuring out why you need to reflect this image figuring out why this message is what's come through to you and really like digesting it 
right. um, rather than just like rapid fire creating and putting out and creating and putting out. And then like, you look back like five years later, like I've even looked back and been like, oh, I didn't even know what that song was about when I like wrote it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like so disconnected from it yeah. that it just takes forever. And that's part, part, part of that is no, a normal part of the artistic process, I would say. Mm-hmm. But to go through creating for many, many years and then like being like, whoa, like it's just, that was just all a blur. Like, I feel like I just like woke up from some like fever dream or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think that that's healthy. And I think that in order to be an effective artist, um, it has to just really, really come from the heart and your intention has to be on healing. And that starts with you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking about when you're talking about, you know, uh, working for the reaction or for the consumption or for the coin, you know, like when that is the point of the creativity, a lot of times that can just feel like you're skimming the surface on all of your stuff to be able to offer it. And then that skimming Mm -hmm. kind of gives us that kind of you know, to touch on like addiction language, right? Like it gives us that fix a little bit of like, okay, I offered something that's real, but I never like got the full deep thing. So we feel, we feel fulfilled because we're like skimming on all this stuff. And we're like, look at every, all this stuff I learned. Look at how much I've changed. Look at all this beautiful stuff I've been able to offer. And then when you sit alone and there's no one to cheer for you or there's no one to offer you a coin or whatever, you're like, I actually kind of just stirred up a bunch of shit without actually solving any of it. (laughs) So I just, I'm now left with like all of these like half scooped out ice cream bowls that are like melting around me. And like, what am I supposed to do with that? Yes. And that's a fucking word because that's exactly how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Like I was just feeling empty. I'd given up, like giving all of these parts of myself. And then I was left just with the stirred up drama. It's like going to a shitty therapist. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like your own shitty therapist. Yes. Just like stirring up shit without any solutions to anything. Right. And yeah, and then you just feel utterly alone. Like people, you know, you end up feeding like the way people perceive you too. And uh, that's also just like a negative aspect of that. People, because when they're reflecting themselves off of what it is that you're doing uh, especially like if like I am personally known to be not be necessarily like in my art practice not like dark and moody so everybody expects you to be like happy all the fucking time sure. you know to be they expect you to be on all the time and like fucking entertaining them right. the latest Shanti release my is friends. fun yeah like, it is it is meant to be a good fucking time absolutely right absolutely um and that both of those things can be true and like Mm. you know some of those songs and things that i make they might come off as that's like the reaction or that's my reaction is to to go to that space but there's still in there that they're created from you know and you have to get in touch with all of it you can't just like do whatever you can't just like skip over like the work and then just jump to there you know yeah I find it interesting because you bring up cycles, right? Like you've mm-hmm. talked about cycles a few times, <clears throat> a few times. And I think that what I'm sort of hearing and what I've experienced, right? I have been trying to tap into creativity more because I realized that I had gone through this continuous cycle of, I okay, I used to write. Writing was like a big thing for me. 
And then I sort of got this feedback that I'm really good at writing and people really like my okay. stuff. So then I, at one point in my career, went into this sort of, not creative writing, but like journalist sort of route. Like mm -hmm. taking my writing skills, making sure that like a media company can use it for like something to make them money. And then suddenly writing became this hollow thing for me that I didn't do in my free time anymore. It was something that I was only doing at work. And then if I was at home, it's like, God, no, I don't want to open a notebook and do anything. <laughs> like, I just want to veg out in front of the TV. Um, to the point of me, like, then not doing that as a career anymore. But now I'm also just exhausted from writing because I felt like I gave so much mm -hmm. of myself that mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. And then I tell myself that every single time I pick up a notebook. So for yeah. me recently, it's been a lot about, to your point, like breaking that cycle and saying like, it's okay to write just for me and not to give right. that to anybody else um, mm -hmm. to profit off of or so that they can feel good or so that they can tap into what I'm tapping into and maybe like share that right. experience. Maybe that's not for them. Um, Absolutely. I guess I'm wondering, Absolutely. like, what is the differentiation for you? Like, how do you know when you're making something for yourself and when you're making something for others, whether that's for them to, cons well, they're going to consume it, like for them to consume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll just, I'll leave it at that. I mean, I think that that's definitely the question that I've been asking and figuring out for myself. I don't know if I have all the answers to that yet, but it's important to like have that to chew on. You know what I mean? And to be working towards figuring it out. I figured out the problem and I'm working towards the solution there. Yes. No. I don't know that I know exactly yet, <laughs> but I yeah. feel like I'm moving in the right direction. Yeah. And that like to me reminds me a lot of like, what can happen in therapy in general is, and even when I'm working with clients now, like it's important for me and a reminder for myself as well to recognize that like therapy really is not always going to like make us think or be differently. What it allows right. us to do is like ask ourselves the questions that we had forgotten to ask ourselves most of our life to right. make a better choice. Like, absolutely, you're not going to solve depression. You're not going to solve anxiety. You're not going to solve bipolar. You're not going to solve these mm -hmm. things. What you can do, though, is the, you know, the creativity example. You can be done with something and be like, is this for me or is this for them? And then absolutely. that can lead to more questions. For anxiety, yeah. depression, it's like, you know, is this nap for me or is it for my dark sided? Like, <laughs> like, is this... <laughs> Is this it's a dark sided nap? Yeah, exactly. Is this? <laughs> is this? Yeah. I it's mean, the, evil nap. They, there are dark sided naps, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, like you wake up and Hilarious. you're like in third grade again somehow. Like, I, like you I um, get yourself a juice box. <laughs> yeah. Yes, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some orange slices. Wake yeah. up and get a Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like uh, you know when we're when we're talking about this journey towards wellness which is this you know unidentified yes. ho holy grail of some yeah. sort you know <laughs> for me it is often about the questions we ask about the function of the thing that we're doing um yeah. because when i when i think when i am at my worst i feel like nothing has changed since i was 17 or younger i'm like i'm the exact same scared traumatized mm -hmm. kid and then my healthier brain or like the the part of me that believes in myself a little differently or whatever is actually like 
you don't you ask yourself such different questions than you asked yourself before. You right. have make choices based on those answers so differently. So is that same thought coming into your head? Sure. But you're doing different stuff with it. You know what I mean? Like that to me Absolutely. is the kind of like that's the tool of the process of therapy versus necessarily yes. even just the action of saying things out loud. That's mm -hmm. like how we get to that tool, but that isn't even the main tool in my in my head. Absolutely. Uh, oh, my phone was doing something weird for a second. It's um, all right. Um, yes, absolutely. I wait. I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought now. What were you saying before? Choo choo. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I think I'm. We can move on. I'm curious, <laughs> actually, more about like did that break you, Shawnee? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have ever. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> choo choo. Caboose. Caboose. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Stop. Uh, okay, so we bounced around this. Tell me, yeah. for you, what wellness means. Like, what is that thing that you're potentially looking for or moving towards or cycling through? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's ultimately it's moving, uh, like you're saying, moving through the world, um, being more connected being like more present, being more mindful, all of these buzzwords, <laughs> you know, that are buzzwords for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, being, not being like so disconnected from your own life that you aren't asking yourself those questions. And I think that's when it's, when you're not connected, that's when it's easy to fall back into those cycles that mm. we were talking about um, because you're just mindlessly going through you know and repeating some of the same behaviors and maybe you're growing a little bit but you're not really actively digesting everything you need to be um you know you're not learning the lessons right. and learning them like and processing them deeply yeah um so that's what it is for me and it's so um, easy I, to oh sorry go ahead i don't want to i feel no worries <laughs> i feel like that work has been like paramount and has shifted my entire perception. That's all I was going to say. Something that I'm thinking about in relationship to this is um, this duality of the function of like nightlife and community, right? Like mm -hmm. um, how it can simultaneously be this thing that distracts us from the process of wellness that even can delay it that even can sometimes put other people in harm's way of us because we are we're not connected we're not being if if spirituality is alignment and connectedness and presentness mm -hmm. you know that action when we're trying to engage in the, this thing for a certain level of like I'm here to escape. I'm here to sort right. of be held. I'm here for the perception of safety that I cannot create for myself in my own home. And then there's like harm potentially that happens when we're not being careful about that. Mm -hmm. And at the other times we can hold space, create art, do things that actually foster not just our own wellness and other people's wellness. And I feel like stepping away from it in this pandemic, it's like simultaneously something that I crave and something that I miss. And there's also days where I'm like, thank God that is not in my head anymore. Thank God I don't have to like spend $10 to hang out with people or be oh worried God. about getting through the back door of something like just like all this stuff around the anxieties of it that I am deeply grateful that I do not have to deal with this year. Shit. 
you you said something there. I same for me, you know, like I've been I'm always kind of now like whenever I'm looking at when I'm saying to myself, oh, my God, I miss like being able to go out or I miss be able to do this. There's totally at the exact same time, there's a voice in my head saying shit, but do you really want to do that? Like, I'm so grateful that I don't have to do that right now. Right. You know? Um, yeah. I think that like anything, people have an unhealthy relationship with that, um, that aspect of release. Uh, I feel like release is one thing and escapism is another. Mm. And when I feel like a lot of times us uh, queers, we who have a, <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play it. <laughs> we have an unhealthy relationship with escape um, just because of like the trauma um, Truly. that we've gone through. We really, we really move into that neighborhood and like just stay there a little too long yes, and ma'am. go a little bit too far mm-hmm. <laughs> with it because you're so accustomed to the other it's just very polarizing and so you see people get swallowed up by that all the time in our community yeah. you know and have to like go and reevaluate and you know get sober and yeah. like all of these things and do the work and come back um but i definitely still feel like it's a it can be a really healthy aspect. It has been such a huge part of building community mm-hmm. for us. Uh, I definitely feel like we can uphold that in different ways. And I'm hoping that people come back to it with a different perspective on that specifically, especially my people who produce events mm. and um, are creating those spaces. I hope that we're really thinking about what those spaces mean, thinking about how to really connect them to community building in different ways, Mm -hmm. like monetarily and um, just like really using them to build more resources for us. And like, if you're, you know, when cigarette companies sell cigarettes, there's like a little warning on there. I feel like you have to do like that sort of work too. You have to be responsible for all of the effects that can happen. And I've seen some of that in the, other communities i've noticed that in la a lot like um a lot of that work of offering resources to people who might have an unhealthy way about um being in nightlife or whatever so i think we could do that better i think we could be more present for people i feel like we could put more money into our communities um with those events and I think that we definitely need to reevaluate when we come back online with all of that stuff, like what it is, what we're doing, why we're doing it and all of that. I mean, some people might just be doing it to make the money. That's not why I do it though. Right. And that's, I think that that, uh, I just feel really aligned with that. You know, I feel like the thing that often, the thing that sort of got me into it was the the feeling of community. Even if it was a false perception, I felt it, right? Like you're like, yeah. oh my God, this is it. Like it's finally <laughs> a level of not, even if it's a shitty fucking party. If you're from the middle of nowhere and you go to a shitty fucking party and everyone's having a quote good time and like just being gay, you're like, wow, the Mecca, this is it, you know? Like, and it could be, you know, the worst party you've ever been to. But I think... um, that split is like the the hard thing, especially when we don't anyth- own anything, especially in this town. Like 
True. No one owns anything. And so like it, it's really hard to make the money that then has to go beyond the level of making money that then can be resource allocation money. You know, like that's always like, anyway, that's like the economics of it that like continue us clawing at each other for like the $4 that's floating around on Venmo. Like, yeah. um, You're absolutely right there. I feel like we definitely, that's a huge part of it. Us not owning things. And then all of these other spaces, they totally just monetize queers you know everybody wants a fucking queer night at their mm -hmm. uh, space even disney World. know what i mean yeah even disney worlds especially yeah. disney world well everyone wants a white <laughs> queer night there we go yes. everybody wants a white Every, queer everybody night. wants bring a bunch RuPaul's of black queens out, you know there's yeah. gonna be an issue they feel like <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. yeah rupaul's queens all day uh, they bring the dollars they bring the girls from the west hills out <laughs> You know, <laughs> who's in the West Hills? Well, exactly. Uh, they might be in Puerto Vallarta right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I think they might be, honestly. They might be in Atlanta. I feel like everybody Atlanta oh, is like doing whatever the fuck they want. Atlanta. To. They don't care. They don't care. Atlanta, Houston. <laughs> yeah. Who was that just, that just had a concert? Oh, Bow Wow. Which wild? Bow wow? Exactly. Wow. That's the point. That's the point. I don't want to hear anything about Bow Wow after <laughs> the year 2015. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't yeah. add up. He dropped the lil and I dropped him from my mind. Yeah. <laughs> they said I looked like little Bow Wow when I was a kid. That's oh, really hot. when I had when I had cornrows like in middle school. Yeah. I looked like either a a young woman because I always got really like, what are you two ladies doing today? And I'd be like, I am a boy. Um, I got that too a lot. <laughs> Or I got like, oh my God, are you Bow Wow? And I'm like, this is white suburbia. Just because I'm a black boy with cornrows does not mean I am Bow Wow. But I start okay. singing Lil Romeo no. to them. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I used to love that fucking song. Um, <laughs> Shanti, <laughs> I truly did. Um, <laughs> I learned something about you today. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm wondering now, like outside of this, you know, us trying to solve the problems of nightlife that aren't happening right now um mm -hmm. in in this year of dealing some with some of the shadow work some of some realizations around like oh this has been a pattern my entire life let's think about breaking yeah. that you know and sitting with the balance of the thing of kind of what you were joking about earlier of like there's this space of holy shit i'm so grateful for this time to pause to slow down etc and also i get to say that because <laughs> death isn't in my house you know what i mean or like the mm -hmm. i'm able to feed myself like these things that like sort of keep us mm -hmm. from the level of deprivation that i think other people experience during this time and we're able mm -hmm. to like name what we can learn from it and what we can do with it and that kind of thing um mm -hmm. what are you hoping to which this is still not done we still have time that we still have vaccines i mean i'm thinking like maybe like summer into fall like when we are able to be in community again able to experience creativity on a scale that is not you know making a collage of former artworks that we made like what are we mm -hmm. hoping to take with us into that oh my gosh you just said so many words at me. I'm like, wait, what? Uh, um, in this work that you've been doing in therapy and the things that you've realized and the cycles that you've been paying attention to, what are you hoping to kind of like, okay, I've taken that time to learn it. Now I'm hoping to move with this. Yeah. Um, I think just really like I 
during this time, uh, it's really, I think my big lesson has been like connectivity, hmm. uh, focuses on connectivity and reciprocity. Um, and those things, you know, are the two different sides of the same coin. And I've deepened my relationships with people, um, really sussed out some of like the relationships that were unhealthy for me, hmm. uh, sussing out connectivity to myself and other things that I do that don't serve me. I just want to go into this next phase, just uh, creating with more intention and really um, saying no a lot. Um, mm, I love that one. <laughs> saying no, like a whole bunch more, creating <laughs> with more intention. Uh, and just being really connected. And I think that all of those things play kind of a role together, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. Um, I wanna see us doing things that mean more to our community. I don't wanna see the same like uh, 10 parties by one person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanna see, I also, yeah, I mean, as a no shade, but I also don't want to be bored anymore, too. So this is like a call for people to step out of the bounds of like doing the same old boring shit. Too. Oh, same. So I don't want to see like 10 RuPaul's Queens parties. I don't want to see 10 parties from uh, the same promoters. I want to see promoters doing more intentional work that really taps into the community, not saying we're going to put a, a part of like our donations to such and such and such. I want people showing receipts for what they're doing. Just so much more that we could actually be tapped into uh, in maintaining that connection to community and why it is that we're supposed to be doing the things we do. And I just wanna really be an example um, and do that work for myself, you know? Like I want to be really, I want that stuff to really mean something to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm completely, the that whole beast I was feeding is completely famished. She's gone, girl. She's starved. Mm. So she <laughs> is no longer with us. So you know, I'm just trying to. I take hope she that does not rest energy. in peace. <laughs> <laughs> She's just resting in pieces, and I'm just taking the pieces yes. I need, and okay. I'm just putting her back together in a bigger and better way. That's mm. all. I love yeah. that, and I think you know, if you're thinking about being an example, I think that you've offered an element of example in terms of uh, a, a standard for creativity, I think, and, and a standard for quality in like, your music's great, babe. And like, I, I think that really outside of that, um, moving now into a space of hopefully letting your art speak to your, for itself as whatever that comes and hopefully speaking, letting the creativity be more aligned with, with spirit, you know, letting those things happen. Mm -hmm. But there's also a lot of, oh God, I got excited. There's also a lot of example. <laughs> knocking um, my microphone. I'm knocking the microphone everywhere. There's also an element of being an example within vulnerability. And I think that this is a beautiful example of naming like, here's the ways that we can shed some of that persona stuff that only mm -hmm. often feeds the dark sided naps, <laughs> you know, the like dark sided <laughs> nap. I'm tired of those. Yeah. 
I want you know? more of them. I'm a sleepy bitch. I, I'll take any nap. Light, <laughs> and dark, medium tone. I don't care. A nap could be a nap. A, ni- a nap can be a line. You know what I mean? Like, well, who knows what she is? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, true. Yeah, I'm, and I'm very grateful for you joining us today to kind of like crack that open a little bit. Um, I feel like I've had many beautiful conversations with you that have sort of like given me a little bit of insight. And then this is just another example to that, um, that I just, I, I hold a lot well, of gratitude thank for. you. I am so grateful for you, for you both doing this work, Maddie. Like, yes, we have had tons of conversations over the years and I've always felt that you're like a person that actually listens and like sees. So you're, that's a gift of yours. So I'm really happy that you're using it for this platform and helping us do this work. It's great. I love like what you guys are doing and I feel like it's really important. And I've learned so much today just having this conversation with y'all. Like <laughs> seriously, like you've given me even more to like chew on. So it's great to like just talk about these things because I firmly believe that you open all of these other like pathways of like seeing something when you do. So I feel like it's important to have these conversations in public too for mm-hmm. other people. So. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. And like, you're literally part of the soundtrack of this. Like when we hit go to break, <laughs> yeah. you're, it's going to be your <laughs> voice saying it's almost ready to come back again. You know what I mean? Like I don't, we, know, like, you, I don't know if you knew you were QBT up. family, but like you part of the family. It's integral. Episode like one. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Wow, I appreciate I appreciate <laughs> you both. You both. We couldn't do this without you. Oh, Literally, we couldn't. We wouldn't have done it. <laughs> oh, we love each other so much. Oh, we we do. It's so gross. <laughs> Let's take a quick break and take some meds. Ooh, yay! <laughs> We're almost ready to come back again. Mm, you sound so good, Shanti. Yeah, beautiful sounds, beautiful, beautiful melodies, sounds, yeah. beautiful, beautiful chorus. Mm. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take some meds and then get up Cute. out of here. Uh, did you just move your foot, Maddie? Oh. I was, I was trying to seduce you. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I was a little aggressive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just put a foot on my thigh. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no, my sciatic it was, was acting nice. up. I was just yeah, adjusting. Not <laughs> <laughs> I'm old now. Yeah. Um, you're not even 30 yet. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time to take some meds. Um, you go first, Maddie. Okay. Um, well, first off, I am grateful that I get to hang out with some chickens. Um, I'm recording in my friend Ben and his partner's Kevin's house right now. Uh, cute house, beautiful house, wonderful wardrobe. Um, and the chickens are just so cool. They're loud, but I like them. And they will come very close to me. I don't know. I had to like physically grab one to like put it inside oh, yeah. last night because I did not want to mm-hmm. go in the coop thing. And it was really scary at first, but it let me do it. And like it felt we felt like we were talking to each other. <laughs> anyway, also my also All right. my All right, back in the middle. <laughs> okay. Like pictures of you on Instagram with you and your chicken these days. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I need to we'll have to get some content. We'll go back to that. Um, also my partner um kind of surprised. He was like 
okay, so by the way, um, there's a bed coming tomorrow. And I was like, what? He was like, I got a new bed. Um, so that is that's being in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. That That's being <laughs> um, enjoyed by my partner at our apartment while I stay at the house I'm house sitting. Yeah. But I'm really excited for next week to be right? able to like fully, fully enjoy the new <laughs> oh bed that God. is happening. Did you do but something crazy? Is it like clutch. a sleep number bed or something? It's not. It's, I mean, <laughs> you're sciatic. I, though, okay, you know. I do wish. I I know, right? <laughs> I love that. I I do wish I could get some like leg support. No, it's just like super plush. One of those that like came to the house. You unzip it and it like, whoop, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I didn't do the ordering, so I have no idea what it is. But I, I sat on it. it feels nice. I I feel grateful for it. That's one of it. Nice, nice. Um, Shanti, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Would you, you go first? Okay. Um. I started cooking again this week. Uh, if anybody knows me, I have just been ordering food for uh, like yeah. three months now. And Can't verify I saw food in your fridge. <laughs> Uber Eats and caviar all the way. <laughs> and um, yeah, I realized after three months, I was like, hey, my bank account does not like this. You know? So let's, nope. let's maybe stop doing it so much. Um, and I went to the grocery store. My mother will be happy to hear this. Um, and picked up some vegan ingredients because I cook vegan, but like I eat whatever I want when yeah, I'm just yeah. out and about, which means for the last three months I have not been vegan. Um, <laughs> and I made vegan gumbo, which was delicious. It was really good. Um, I will say so myself and also my friend Valencia, who listens to the podcast, came over and verified that it was delicious. So I mean, she said hey. that to your face. She also, okay. well, yeah. That's what I meant. And she's like gonna <laughs> keep it real. She's not gonna look just like pretend that it was good. Right. Okay. Like she has no reason <laughs> to lie to me ever. And she lets me know at every chance we hang out. So um, yeah, it was okay. good vegan combo. Um and I was I don't know, I was really excited to cook something like southern, like from my roots that was also healthy for me and yeah. um, got me just tapped back into cooking, which is a thing I like doing. I just felt like I never have time to do it, which is also a lie. I just don't make time to do it. Right. So um, yeah, that's what's making me happy. Or those are my meds. What you got going on? Phew. What are my meds right now? Um, pl my plant babies are huge part of mm. my life. There's just so many of them. I have like kind of a nursery going on and getting new babies like all the time my makeup account probably doesn't like that um, <laughs> i need to calm down a little bit but i just love them so much and i feel like when i start my day every day taking care of them like i take mm. care of, better care of myself it's just mm. kind of like a nice practice i get up i go and touch them i miss them you know, just like hang out, just like you getting water, bitch. I'm getting water too. Oh, like man. we're gonna like hydrate, you know, like take cut off Together. any like little pieces mm -hmm. and like start our day right. You know what I mean? Yes. No wonder all my plants are dying all the time. Fuck <laughs> about them. I'm like, I'm trying to keep it together over here. You need to take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a huge part part of my mental health practice. Uh, and Shawnee, you mentioned that gumbo recipe, and I'm gonna need that. Um, I got you. Uh, you know, I, I'm from Calcasieu Parish right here, um, Lake Charles, mm. uh, all all over Louisiana here. So I need that recipe because I've been vegan about a year. And yeah, you've been cooking. Yeah, I'm cooking a lot. I have my Instagram, uh, Shanti Cooks, and Work. I haven't even been posting on there nearly as much of the stuff as I've been making and like <laughs> kind of like creating content with and stuff. I need to be better about it because also that 
has been my medicine in that I figured out that my brain acts right when depending on like what I put in there you know what I mean like oh, and like yeah. all of those your stomach is so it's your second brain or maybe it's your right. first really and it's just like so right. connected to all of that other stuff so yeah it's honestly so annoying to learn that like once you <laughs> realize really like that like it's not just you know physicality that's influenced mm-hmm. by what we right. eat or what we drink it's like your brain. Oh my god, my body. Um, it, <laughs> what are like, you eating? I don't know. Um, but like it's a, it's like, oh my god, my neurochemistry is being yeah. like nourished and I am feeling better. And yeah. also I want to unlearn this because I enjoyed eating my shit and doing you know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah. Obviously not, obviously not. There's something about um physically going through the actions of prepping and cooking a meal and like mm-hmm. sitting with that plate of gratitude of like your own efforts and also like the earth. I, I think I, I definitely understand where that's coming from. That's really special. Yeah, absolutely. Wholeheartedly agree, y'all. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. All right, let's let's give y'all some homework. homework. Get up out of here. Y'all thought there was gonna be no homework this week. Nah, in 2021 we do homework every <laughs> week that I can remember to. Um so this week we're gonna tap into our creativity. Um, I want everybody out there to think about a very intentional project you can start. Um, and when I say project, that can literally be, I'm going to take out a sheet of paper and just sketch on it real quick. It ain't, I'm not talking about like go build the Mona Lisa or the Sistine Chapel. Is that a thing? Sure. Yeah. I don't want you guys to go do that unless you want to. Um, <clears throat> just I want you to think about a creative project that you can do over the course of like a week between when you hear this and when you hear it again next Wednesday. Um, And I want it to be intentional. I want it to be something that's like a reflection of you or something that will get you to tap into something uh, deeper within yourself. And I want it to be for you, like not go do a project that you're going to put on Instagram or that you're even going to share with us or with your baby daddy or your mom or whoever, (laughs) like just... Do a project for, for you. you, and that is the key. Um, that way, I, and don't oh. judge yourself for it. I mean, you probably you're probably going to, but like, <laughs> just do it. Do it for you, um, and see what you can get out of it. I love that. I love that too. I'm gonna Shanti. Where can our friends find you? Um, you can find me on the. Where am I at? I got rid of Facebook. I'm on Instagram at Starve the Beast and at Shanti Cooks. Okay. Catch up with your looks and your cooks. That's I'm sorry right. I did that. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that. Wow. Um, it's been honestly a deep, deep joy to talk to you today. I'm happy I get to thank you for sharing your music um, to your face at the end of this podcast today. Thank you, you can follow us at QBT Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you also to Marquis for letting us use their music. Big thanks to Momager Ali Kiltz and uh, our promo poppy, Carlos Valle. They yes. um, continue to put that uh, as the the little moniker there. So um, blame the that promo on, poppy. Yeah, blame All that right. blame that on Carlos. <laughs> Carlos, you asked us to call you promo poppy, so promo poppy. Promo it is. poppy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not racist if I was asked to say it. You know. Um, Wait. It okay. might still be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, big love, big thank you. Uh, let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's enjoy the rest of our Sunday. Thanks, hon. Bye, boo. Mm-hmm.
talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs>